At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. It is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth here on a Wednesday morning. We'll get to more. Line them up for week four in the NFL in a few minutes. Right now, though, we have to go out to our guest, David Behrman, ESPN Chalk. He's joining us on the Roman guest line. David Behrman from ESPN. David, happy to have you here. And um, David, uh, the last couple of weekends, I mean, what a week, what a start it's been for the NFL here for underdogs. Where, where do you want to start here? The good, the bad? I know you're a Dolphins fan, so you were sweating out uh, that game. The show had plus four, so we, we were on Miami too. David, welcome to the show. Where do you want to start? The good or the bad so far with betting NFL so far this season? Hey, thanks for having me, guys. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of bad. You mentioned the Dolphins, and it's funny because I'm there with my two cousins from Florida watching the game in person in my little weekend trip to Vegas, and we all had the Dolphins, and some of us, not me, were rooting for them to miss the two-point conversion, so they covered the spread, and I'm like, ah, the hell with it. Let's go to overtime and figure it out later. We got this. We got the comeback. Unfortunately, they lost in the end, but they did cover, paid off a whole bunch of parlays that we had going and, and straight up, so it was a fun weekend. I uh, did see the Dolphins in person, which is something that I do every single year. And, you know, of course, last year with COVID, we did have a trip to Vegas planned. Dolphins went. Nobody nobody could go. No fans could go. And, you know, you mentioned the dogs winning. Um, that might be because there are no fans in the stadium. There were no fans in the stadium last year, and there are fans now. And I think people are getting used to that a little bit. Yeah, David. Uh, Joe O here. I was one of those people rooting for them to miss on that two-point conversion because I did have the Dolphins uh, plus four in that circuit contest. You know, in our business, sometimes it's easy. You get trends that make for good talking points, and uh, we kind of hammer them home. And I'm wondering if you think there is anything notable there. You just hit on the home field. I think it's pretty fascinating that through 48 games now, the home teams are 24 and 24, and the road teams are 24 and 24. And not only is the dogs covering – but it's road underdogs at a clip of 66%. Are, are, there, are there takeaways? I mean, I think you hinted at it right there with uh, players getting used to it, no fans in the stadium, but now we have fans, and all offseason we're hearing how it's going to be a big impact. Well, that hasn't been the case through three weeks. 
Yeah, and I think that was a big thing in the offseason, talking about how the, the, the dogs and the road teams did pretty well last year with no fans in the stands, and that was obvious. You can hear the audibles, you can think, the huddles are a little bit different, and now what's it going to be like with fans back in the stands? And we don't know, we're only a couple of weeks into the season, but there is alarming trends that you mentioned that the road dogs winning at 66%, the fact that the, the dogs in general are 24 and 24, which you just never see stuff like that through through weeks, and you wonder if the teams just figured it out last year how to deal with the road dynamics. And if you think about it overall, not just the fact that, that there were no fans in the stands, everything was different last year. Teams couldn't leave their hotels. They had to go into certain rooms at certain times due to COVID restrictions. So maybe those things have carried over. And I don't know this to be the truth. I'm not traveling with any teams, but you just wonder if the teams now, when they travel, they're doing things differently because of what happened last year. And if those things that they're doing differently are leading to them playing better in an environment that is different than it was last year. David, it probably means a chalk week is coming. Is this the week? Is week four the week to even things out here? What's your first thought as you look ahead to the week four card? And and could this be the week where things even out a bit? It is dangerous to try to predict when it's coming because then you're basically, we all know Mm -hmm. that it's coming at some point. We know there will be a regression to the chalk at some point the favorites are going to start winning at a higher clip you do look at the card this week and if you if you take the spreads out for a second you do have bills texans you have saints giants you have titans jets you have eagles uh chiefs so you do have a lot of matchups with really good teams versus really bad teams now the great equalizer is the point spread you put the point spread in there and you throw something like bills minus 17 and you're like well Nobody wants to lay 17 points in the NFL game, so it's not as chalky as it looks. I would say for survivor pools and money lines, this week will look a lot chalkier. But again, that great equalizer, do you want to lay seven and a hook with the Titans on the road? Same thing with the Chiefs. Are you willing to lay seven with the Chiefs team that can't cover anywhere right now? I do think the better teams will start winning, but that's what that point spread's there for. And it's very dangerous to start thinking that, hey, I'm just going to go all chalk this week because you may not see a week where 13 favorites cover like they have in the past. And I think dogs are here to win a little bit more than the past, and we'll find out why as, as the season continues going on. Yeah, David, you're right about KC. It, just as a better, when you look at it, what, what we've seen over nearly the last calendar year just feels like you're – trying to pick your spot if you're going to back the Chiefs and lay it. I know plenty of people that are doing it. They bet it before it got to seven. And I also got to feel this way with rookie quarterbacks. When it's a rookie quarterback not going against a rookie quarterback, these guys are 0-9 straight up. They're 0-9 against the spread between Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, and uh, Mills with Houston now. Uh, Does it feel like you're trying to pick your spot or, hey, I mean, it's going to turn around quickly. We only have a three-week sample size, and these guys should improve as the season moves along. I just think that there's situational things here where you're Trevor Lawrence, number one pick for the Jaguars team that everybody thought would be better because of Urban Meyer and company. And you're still talking about a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback in a team that isn't very good. Zach Wilson, everybody thought he was finally the answer in New York. That team isn't very good. Justin Fields, that team isn't very good, and it is what it is. You're you're talking about rookie quarterbacks drafted high to teams that have high draft picks because their teams aren't good, 
and they're not overall overnight fixes. Look at Peyton Manning year one. Here's a Hall of Famer, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He went 3-13 and year one and looked terrible in year one because he was on a bad team. I think people are thinking that these automatic fixes are going to happen when you look at guys like Pat Mahomes was not an early pick. It was not on a team that was bad. It was a team that was very good who traded up in the middle of the first round to get a player who they didn't even start until late in year one and then started him in year two and they go ahead and win the Super Bowl. That's not the same situation as the Jets getting Zach Wilson or the Jags getting Trevor Lawrence. They will get better, but I fear that you know people jumping on them too early. And We joked a minute ago about how good the underdogs are doing, yet the rookies – are pretty much 0-9, and think about what the underdogs would be doing if those teams weren't 0-9. The dogs would be even better than they were because the majority of the losses are these rookie quarterbacks. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. That's a great point. David, you brought up the Chiefs, Mahomes. Is this the time to bet Kansas City? Minus 115 to win the AFC West. A great start for the Raiders. The Chargers go in there last week and beat them. And obviously the Broncos are undefeated. Is this the time to jump on the Chiefs when they're at their lowest? If you're talking about futures to win the division, there's probably no better time than jump on the Chiefs. You're, you're not going to get better than minus 115, 120 for them to win the West. It's it, it set up perfectly right now with the two teams you don't think are going to win, the Broncos and Raiders at 3-0, and and eventually facing tougher competition. Obviously, the Raiders have the Chargers this week, and, and it, you're not going to get to face what the Broncos have faced so far in terms of both New York teams and the Jaguars. So they're eventually going to lose facing the Panthers this weekend, but I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't necessarily play the Chiefs in games being 2-12 and 12 in the last 14, but I would play them to win the West if you think they are because you're not going to get better than minus 115. Uh, this is BetQL Daily. Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, Aaron Hawksworth. Our guest is David Bearman. ESPN Chalk at the Bearman. ESPN, a fantastic follow over on Twitter. What about these teaser options? I noticed in uh, week number two, David, that we didn't have a lot of options, but week three, they all got home. I mean, throughout the week, you could make cases that there were 10 different options and every single one of them hit. Any any specific ones uh, that you find appealing this week? Sure, and I'll start by saying I'm not a big teaser guy. I think the teasers are out there for a reason, to tease you a little bit and get you in. I only tease games that, that can go through the key numbers of, of three and seven, and I really look for teams that can go through the key numbers twice. If you can get a team, let's look at the Saints, who are minus eight, and if you can get them down through the sevens and the threes and get them down to two, I think that's a good value bet because a lot of people look at teasers and say, that team's never going to lose, so I'm going to tease it down to zero. And then they go ahead and get upset, and you're like, well, what, you know, what happened to my teaser? 
Tease the teams that you're going to get value on them going through the key numbers. Monitor the Chiefs line and see if it gets up to eight. Saints are eight. And on the back end, you can flip some of the other ones the other way with the Falcons and Colts being one and a half can get them to three and seven to seven and a half. Potentially the Vikings to eight. Another one to monitor is tonight's game, or sorry, tomorrow night's game, believe it or not, the Bengals. We're sitting there at seven and a half and eight in some places. You can tease them down to one and a half and two. And to me, the value is found when you look at overall teasers and how they eventually win or lose. The ones that give you the most values are the ones that you can tease through those two key numbers. And albeit the numbers are changing over the years due to um, the dynamic of the offenses and as well as some of the you know kicker issues that you've seen with extra points. But if you can find, and last week's a perfect example, you had the Cardinals, you had the Packers, uh, you had other teams that you could tease down to the through the key numbers, and they wound up winning. And you're right, last week teasers galore. Um, and, and, mm-hmm. and as the numbers regress towards the mean in terms of dogs and favorites, you'll probably see more favorites covering and therefore some teasers winning if you're playing it that way. That's, it scares me. Doesn't that scare you as a long time better when you see everything hits? People that weren't betting teasers last week are going to be betting them this week? It does, and that's why I wouldn't chase anything just because they all yeah. won last week. Last week was one of those perfect storms where all those numbers hit, and if it wasn't for the Ravens, getting that late call and late field goal, the books were probably going to take a, you know, they were going to have a field day with it, but the Ravens carrying over some of those parlays and teasers uh, was huge with, with the Justin Tucker field goal. David, how much uh, will this week tell you, tell us about a pair of three, no teams that probably a lot of people didn't see coming Carolina three, and heading to Dallas and Denver three, and hosting Baltimore. Um, how about those teams? And which do you feel stronger about right now? Um, before the season started, I was actually big on the Panthers. I had had this conversation with a couple of buddies of mine and my brother. I looked at the Panthers schedule and I said, listen, they may not be the winners of the South. They could easily jump out to a six and two or seven, one start. If you look at the schedule and here we are at three and oh, without Christian McCaffrey and they're going to Dallas. I actually think the Panthers can win that game. I actually like the five in that game. As far as the Broncos are concerned, I really don't know what to make. They played both New Jersey teams and Jacksonville. I think my seven-year-old flag football team could also be 3-0 and against those three opponents. That being said, big matchup at Baltimore this week. I know the Broncos can't let the foot off the gas because you do have the Chiefs, Chargers, and Raiders right with you in that division. I think you're going to learn a lot about the Broncos. You know, If the Panthers lose to Dallas, you'd be like, yeah, well, it's Dallas, and Dallas is supposed to be good. I do like them on uh, facing the, the Cowboys after the Cowboys have short rest with the Monday night game. I do expect the Broncos to win because I don't think the Ravens are that good. Uh, the Ravens are the team that nobody can figure out. They, they should have beaten the Raiders but looked like crap in, in losing to them. Then they went ahead and rallied and shocked the Chiefs, who can't stop anybody. And then you saw what they did this last week, beating the Lions in a game that they were outplayed and should not have won if it wasn't for that late missed call. Um, but I do expect the Broncos to play well this week and probably beat the Ravens. And then we'll find out what they're made of as they get into their division later in the year. Uh, David, what are some of your favorite NFL sides for week four? Looking at the schedule last night, I usually dive in on Tuesdays. I was trying to figure out if there was a typo or a mistake in that Lions-Bears matchup. Not that I (laughs) want to wake up in the morning and be excited about having Detroit Lions plus three, and I'll probably be regretting this later, but the Chicago Bears are awful. (laughs) And, And anybody who didn't know that watching the first two games, they finally get the quarterback they want in there with Fields, even though Nagy didn't want that, and then they looked even worse. So maybe Matt Nagy knew something we didn't, 
about Justin Fields' readiness when the entire world was calling for him over Andy Dalton, or maybe they're just that bad. And you look at a Lions team who rallied against a tough San Francisco team week one to cover, who had Green Bay dead the rights at halftime in week two on Monday night in Lambeau, and for all intents and purposes beat the Ravens last week and lost on a 66-yard field goal. I'm not saying the Lions are a 10-7 and team, but they are better than the Chicago Bears, and they should beat the Chicago Bears. So I'm going to take the gift that I consider a plus three and roll with that. Uh, another one I'm looking at, I've been riding the Packers from the offseason on. I took them at minus 155 to win the North, which to me was the most obvious future of all of them. You look at the Lions aren't good, the Bears aren't good, and I don't think the Vikings are very good. So this is the Packers division. And after whatever happened week one to the Saints seems to be in the rearview mirror, as you've seen, six really good quarters out of the Packers. And they're only laying less than a touchdown versus Steelers team that, quite frankly, the season's over in Pittsburgh. Roethlisberger looks terrible. The Dolphins looks terrible. And if it wasn't for a couple of good plays in week one against Buffalo, mainly block punt return for a touchdown, you could be staring – at an 0-3 Steelers team of what's wrong with Big Ben, what's wrong with Mike Tomlin. They're not very good, and I think the Packers steamroll them and continue on their slot to probably another NFC Championship game. David, about 30 seconds here. Can't let you go without your favorite angle, Pats, Bucks. Tom Brady returns to New England. What's your favorite angle for that game? I'm going to be monitoring and seeing what they post as Brady passing yards. I just You look at Tom Brady and you look at what he's been doing at, at, at 44 years old, and I think he's going to want to pass the ball 400 times against Belichick and, and, and the Patriots. So I expect them to throw early and often. And, and so I'm going to be trying to play the over on whatever Brady's passing numbers are because I see him going to that game just wanting to throw for 7,000 yards, break the records that he's going for, and, and, and teach his old coach a lesson or two. Great stuff. David Behrman, ESPN Talk. David, we appreciate you hopping on. We'll have to do it again soon. Yeah, uh, Tom Brady will break the record on Sunday. I think he's like 100-something yards away for the all-time yards record he's gonna break it he might break in the first quarter on sunday so that's a good one all right on the other side we gotta talk teasers joe mentioned it teaser options for week four in the nfl good week bad week for teams we'll hit that next joe o joe g aaron hawksworth right here on betql daily presented by fandle sportsbook These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily. Presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.